You're listening to the Whistle Pulse podcast with me, Laura Hanlon, keeping your finger on the pulse with all the local info you need to know every Tuesday and Friday morning. Top of the morning to you on July 22nd. Friday and I uh, hope you had a great week. How amazing has the weather been? Still no rain in the forecast. In fact, temperatures in the low 30s expected next week. So yeah, you might need a couple tips on staying cool. I noticed the peak has an article online about that. Yeah, <laughs> 30 something degrees. It's not the 40 that we had last year, but it will feel warm if you don't have aircon and whatnot. So something to consider, but hang tight for today's episode because we've got a special guest in the local lounge, President Dale Mickelson of Walker. Uh, telling us, yeah, with a lot of information, actually. So great little chat with him. Hang tight for the end of the episode. But let's get started on some temperatures and conditions because it's pretty toasty in the Alpine this morning, like nearly nine degrees as of like 6.30 this morning at 7th Heaven and the the peak. So good news for potential snowmelt, you know, and maybe we'll see some wildflowers this year in the Alpine. (laughs) We'll see. But uh, yeah, beautiful skies not a cloud in the sky, maybe a tiny little bit of stratus there uh, to the south on the horizon. But yeah, it's going to be gorgeous. In fact, a temperature in the valley anticipated it of about oh, 26 degrees, although it was a toasty 27.9 yesterday. And then over the weekend, nothing but sunshine and temperatures in the high 20s, but come Tuesday looking at say 32 degrees to be the temperature at this point. Maybe we'll get that earlier, but it means our overnight temperature too is rocking at like 14 degrees and then up to 17 as the week progresses. So I actually felt really mild on my bike ride home last night at around 10. Yeah, good job because I was in a dress, but uh, sunset is at nine minutes past nine today and then sunrise is at tw- was at 27 minutes past five. So great week for weather, but it does mean with the heat too, maybe consider doing some of your hikes and uh, yeah objectives, you know, adventuring earlier on in the day, out of the heat of the day. I actually did the Ascent Trail just a couple days ago and did it at seven o'clock in the morning. So initially a little brisk, but you, I saw some house martins or I think they were house martins, not swallows. And, you know, just heard lots of wildlife because the gondola wasn't running. It doesn't kick off until like eight. So you get, you know, all the wildlife uh, sounds like it just feels so much quieter. And uh, I don't know, Lord of the Ringsy, beautiful, but more hiking available for us actually because the Chequemus Lake Trail opened the other day mm-hmm, for day use so you still need a day use pass for that park uh, yeah that entrance to Garibaldi Park and there was still no no camping available at the Singing Creek campground or the Chequemus Lake campground so just for day use you know access to Helm Creek as well up that way. And uh, yes, that's reopened, which is super exciting. Other trails, well, uh, the mountains was trying to get the spearhead loop up and running. I'm not sure when Harmony Lake will be opening, but still so much snow in the high elevation. The snow walls are still big. So as they're calling it, uh, Peak Traverse, as opposed to Peakers and Matthews Traverse, which I think got a bit confusing for visitors, you know, when you're like, oh yeah, heading up Peakers and Matthew Traverse from the Roundhouse, I think. You know, if people don't ski, they don't get it. So it's just kind of called the Peak Traverse now, which makes sense. And I still love downloading the from Peak Chair. Ali and I had a blast up there on Monday. Super fun, hey, just coming over that cliff. But 
what with all the snow, I'm sure the bike park and you bikers, downhill bikers, are wondering if the top of the world is going to be opening this year. Mm, good question. What with all this snow? So we'll see just how much melt we get over the next uh, warm period, I guess. But for other bike trails, well, Walker are going to be taking a bit of a break, what with it being their, their annual kind of, uh, you know, break for their staff. It's usually too dry around this period, as we can see. Uh, that's trending on that case too. So the, the Toonie ride on Tuesday was an absolute blast, but the next events coming up will be in August. So look back for, say, the next trail works being on August 9th. And then, of course, Crankworks. Yeah, it's just uh, like a few short weeks away. So for trails right now, I wish you were here. Has had some spring cleaning on the top of the trail, so mostly cutting some overgrown shrubbery there, but good condition right now, considered ideal from just yesterday. Yummy Nami and Yummy Nami as well uh, in really good nick, along with Rick's Roost and Green Monster being in ideal condition from just three days ago, according to Trail Forks. Um, but news for your road, uh, your drive this weekend, because the Squamish Constellation Festival is happening today through to Sunday. So it will no doubt affect your drive, especially what with some maintenance happening in and around, say, Copper Drive and Marin Park. Uh, that was maintenance actually yesterday. Don't think they'll be doing that in anticipation of an influx of traffic, but an FYI that, yeah, there will absolutely be, uh, you know, some congestion going through to and beyond Squamish over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking to park for the Constellation Festival, I need to look it up because I need to know this, um, <laughs> where the free shuttle service is happening from. So uh, sorry, I don't have that info for you right now, but it is available. There's a free shuttle service to the venue. So uh, yeah, I'll make sure uh, to look my, that up myself and I'll mention it on Mountain FM when I'm there this morning. But uh, a worrying report online, um, actually from the news just a couple days ago, about someone being stopped by, yeah, by an impersonated police officer, someone impersonating a police officer on the upper levels. And somebody may be seeing that just a couple days ago on Highway 99. Hmm, interesting. So, uh, yeah, uh, look out for that, I guess, on your drive. But definitely a lot more volume of, uh, yeah, to be expected over the weekend. It's going to be gorgeous. All more people getting out and about, enjoying the roads, motorcyclists especially. So take it super easy. And if you don't have to be on the road at certain times, then don't is my recommendation. But speaking of high traffic, apparently the River of Golden Dreams, the amount of people using it has actually doubled since 2015. So in the past seven years. And the municipality is actually preparing an enhancement project to mitigate the environmental impacts. And I floated the river just a couple days ago uh, with some great friends, and we actually saw a beaver uh, floating upstream. And then we came across Ali Mullins, uh, who had a, uh, a an unfortunate situation with her popped uh, boat, but. Uh, we tried to help. She told us and reassured us she'd be fine. It's amazing what determination and patches and uh, having a, a, a pump on you and 100 mosquito bites will, will make you accomplish. So they made it out safely. But, you know, at this time of year, unusually for this year too, we've got a really high water level on the River of Golden Dreams. But it's when the river level gets really low that we're seeing a lot of damage on there. So uh, interesting article. You can catch that, of course, in the peak. 
And uh, I hope you caught the live concert at Whistler Olympic Plaza last night with DJ Foxy Moore on opening and then Tarnomi Banks and Kendall Gender and Cynthia Kiss from the Brat Pack looked like a hell of a performance yesterday. And then, of course, we have at the Olympic Plaza tonight... DJ Crippled Wheel and I believe Lozen joining him who will be opening for Chin Injet and Zada and that kicks off at 6.30 tonight. But lots more happening over the weekend to enjoy including actually some free yoga today. I'm hoping to make it at Rebagliati Park for 9am. We'll see how she blows. Uh, but some major, I've been mentioning it, there's been a few staff shortages at Meadow Park Pool uh, prior to their closure that's coming, uh, yeah, later in August, but there's going to be some huge effects for the months of July and August due to staffing shortages. So on a daily basis, the lap pool will be opening at 7.30, but the leisure pool will continue open to at 9am a little later. And then on Fridays, the leisure pool will close at 4pm. That starts as of July 29th, mm-hmm. early closure. And then Saturday and Sundays, the entire pool area will close at 4pm starting July 30th. I know. And remember from August 22nd to September, 21st, it'll be closed for annual maintenance. Ah, I know uh, a lot going on there. But today is July 22nd. You know, between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. today is open shelter day at WAC. Yeah, you can stop by the shelter, learn about their programs, meet their staff, uh, you know, learn more about uh, volunteering and fostering and the animals are currently at uh, WAG as well. Yeah, so uh, that's happening today. And there's been an update on the toad situation at Lost Lake due to, of course, the cold extended spring, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Um, There has been a delay to the tadpoles turning into little toadlets and migrating into the forest. So difficult to predict right now if there will be any closures in Lost Lake or amendments to the Valley Trail. But it's estimated that migration to start between like July 31st and August 4th. So there'll be some more up to date information as that comes about. Mm-hmm. There was a temporary water shot off the other day. Do you know that we were in stage war two water conservancy? I think I mentioned that last week. But also happening this weekend, of course, you've got the Whistle Farmers Market happening on Sunday. But at this, uh, this week at the point, that's the Artist Center on Alter Lake, Jenna May and the Groove will be performing this Sunday between 3 and 6 p.m. Tickets just $15. And uh, yeah, you can get those in advance with a cash bar and sweet and savory snacks available too. And then, of course, the Flagstop Theatre and Arts Festival is coming up very shortly on August 1st to 2nd. And not too far away now from Arts Whistler is Art on the Lake, which isn't just for one day this year. No, no, no. It's for two. So pop it in your calendar for Thursday and Friday, August 11th and 12th, with an announcement yesterday of the lineup, you know, with which artists, live music and entertainers will be performing. That's with Arts Whistler on the Thursday and the Friday from 3 p.m. till 7.30 on the Friday. Thursday and then from 12 until 6 on the Friday. Yeah, you can get full event details on the Arts Whistler website. Happening in a couple days is a premiere actually happening at the Murray Young Arts Centre and that's with Teton Gravity Research and that's their new mountain bike film Esperanto. They've got two uh, showings actually on, well I guess what day is it Friday? Sunday on July 22nd that's happening. Uh, FYI. Oh, they also have one. No, I'm wrong. They have them on uh, Saturday as well. Yeah. Yeah, they've got uh, two showings on Saturday and Sunday. Hmm. 
Coming up next week as well at the Point uh, Artist Center, uh, Artist Run Center, I should say, on Alter Lake is an improv acting class for kids, aimed at kids, and that's with Ira Pedal from nine until three p.m. That uh, yeah, it's a kids acting and improv camp. You can get inv- uh, get your kids involved with. That's an opportunity there. But um, I've really, yeah, I you know. It needs a trigger warning, this, doesn't it? I'm sure you've heard and seen about the poor little bear cub from uh, Function Junction yesterday. Uh, yeah, a warning. It's so tough. I feel like I've definitely seen more bears this year than any other year in town. And, you know, when you see a mom or you don't, you know, utterly unaware of what kind of bear it is. You see a large bear, it crosses the road, you think you're all good. And then sure enough, a little cub or two can pop out. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, we're always going to have conflict in in this area where you have bears and you have cars and people a high volume of cars and people so really sad news yesterday I don't know what the takeaway is there you know but uh, it was reported conservation officers on route and uh, yeah uh, hoping for the best outcome there Um, as a driver I just uh, yeah I don't know how you really avoid that it's accidents happen right Mm. In Pemberton yesterday was a, an aerothlon, apparently. Didn't know about this, but uh, that happened yesterday with some riders and paragliders uh, with a course out in Pemby. Hope everybody who participated had an awesome time. And with Crankworks coming up in just a couple of weeks, they are doing a call out for volunteers, of course, if you want to get involved in that. And speaking of, Gibbons Whistler are also trying to look for volunteers, uh, artists to volunteer their time for a collaboration with Swatch. Seems to be Quite a bit of uh, to and forth on there. A lot of local artists are saying that, of course, uh, they should be paid for such an opportunity for their re- their profession and their talent. But uh, it looks like they're just paying in uh, in Gibbons gift certificates. But anyway, that's uh, you'll see that online, I'm sure. But absolutely, artists need to be paid their due. As, you know, otherwise anybody could do it. Yeah, absolutely. Why not do that? Um, somebody asking online yesterday about rescuing a bird trapped in a house that had a lot of doors and windows in the community got involved and rallied and there was success with uh, throwing a blanket over the bird and once it settled being able to release it so happy to hear that I remember seeing one in YVR once and really hope that was able to get out uh, hope for the best on that one yep 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 how about we wish a few Whistlerites some happy birthdays hmm hmm yeah, because there's a few actually happening over the next couple of days. It's Brad Tudden's birthday for anybody who lived in and around Eagle Drive a few years back. But it's also Aaron Pert's birthday, who I luckily bumped into yesterday and hopefully has a great day. Aaron, I hope you get that river float in and you have a phenomenal day. Uh, James Freeman Hansen's birthday was yesterday. But Sarah Goodman, founder and owner of Chewy's Chips, who got busted in the car park at Lot 4 the other day for giving away some snacks but not having a proper license from the muni she'll be back <laughs> happy birthday sarah love chiwis those tropical ones are so good uh Rizako nakanishi's birthday is coming up as well tomorrow amy roberts jesse ferreras's birthday tomorrow and sarah hopwood i think is in town she's visiting back for a wedding so happy birthday to you and reuben bennett's coming up in a couple days as well but Let's give you some throwback facts from Stinkies on the Stroll for your day. Something to chat about because there's a couple here that uh, really blew my mind. How about the fact, well, with Stinky being currently on the Chachi Cup in and around Scotland. Uh, it was on this day just five years ago in 2017 that golfer Brandon Grace recorded the lowest round for a men's major championship. Just 62. And that was in the third round at the British Open. 
Mm-hmm. Crazy. And on this day in 1793, Alexander Mackenzie reached the Pacific Ocean, becoming the first Euro-American to complete a transcon- uh, transcontinental crossing of Canada, which well, technically Canada wasn't country back then, 1793. But Hey-ho. Um, you know, the Rolling Stones got uh, fined $5 each on this day in 1965 for insulting behavior at a service station. Well, they all uh, peed on the wall, didn't they? Because they were refused service and the use of the facilities. Well, I nearly did that once, coming back from a Blue Jays games in Seattle. And, you know, when you got to go, you got to go. And to be denied access to a washroom, particularly as a chick, you know, but uh, five pounds was probably a pretty penny back then in 1965. In 69, Aretha Franklin was arrested for causing a disturbance. Yeah, after she posted $50 in bail, she actually ran down a road sign whilst believing the police station as well. <laughs> that a girl. Uh, um. Uh, Also on this day, but back in 2005, this is interesting. Research by a car insurance company showed that listening to the wrong sort of music when driving can lead to aggression and distraction. So a music psychologist said that singing whilst driving stimulates the mind. So if you ever see me in my car, then uh, you'll know that's what I do. I do a lot of that. Yeah. But uh, she recommended like Pulp's Disco 2000 and Hey Ya by Outkast. But the doctor said songs like The Prodigy's Firestarter should be avoided (laughs) I don't know about you but I I think I do drive differently when I listen to drum and bass but anyway let's give you a uh, a joke of the day here because I'm definitely going to go grab a loaf of that delicious olive bread from bread in Creekside it's so freaking good but I don't get why bakers aren't wealthier they make so much dough Today's track is from an English band. They're from London. Well, I say band. They're a duo. They've been making music since 2013. Call them Jay and Tay. But if you ever see Jungle live, they uh, they recreate you know their their music as opposed to just use laptops. I really want to see them live, especially because I've been loving their third album, Loving in Stereo, which came out last year. So today's track of the day is from that band and it's from the yeah it's called good times not from that album though and i'm really digging it it's such a groove so uh do definitely check that out from the london um band uh, duo i should say ah collaborative jungle it's it's a banger good times i hope you have plenty of good times over the weekend thanks for hanging tight here for yeah another episode of the local lounge it's been a long time so really Really pleased to be joined by Dale Mickelson, who has so much information to give. Hang tight. The Whistle Pulse Local Lounge. It's Laura calling. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. Great. How's your morning been? Uh, good. Yeah. Visit to the vet. That's all. That's uh, exciting. No. Uh, presumably not for you. Is it a pooch? Is it a cat? Yeah, kind? just a dog. Yeah. No, uh, just uh, just his uh, shot. His annual oh, vaccination. Oh. Yeah, okay. Nothing, perfect. Nothing critical. Few. Few. Yeah. Nice. 
<laughs> Great. Well, um, really looking forward to to chatting here after chatting with Trevor actually for our a couple of years ago. But right. definitely want to chat to you about uh, about Walker and 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 the challenges and successes that you've had over the past couple of years during what is such a, has been such a tough time with COVID. You know, no in person loonies, a huge slash in funding, and you've been president of Walker for three going on four years. That's right. Yes. So uh, I don't. Uh, yeah. Where should we start? How about the fact? Yeah. Back in 2020, COVID uh-huh. hits. No yeah. live tunies. You get a huge slash in funding. And how are you seeing now memberships? Are you seeing a real uptick in that? A, re- a lot of like more biker trail night participation. What are you seeing at Walker right now? Yeah, well, I think I think everything's on the uptick. I mean, if you saw this week's peak article, even you know, Tunis are back kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah, just good articles. And I think I think everybody here in Whistler, well, not everybody, but mm-hmm. <laughs> lots of people here in Whistler are just hungry for um, socialization. Oh, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, events and socialization. You know, and, and there's people that exist entirely. You know, with a especially in a town like Whistler. That, are, that have this competitive drive that needs to be filled. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so, so bringing back, you know, all of these events, uh, I think it's been huge, right? Like Fat Wednesdays in the bike park for those mm-hmm. that have the, the gravity brain and the tunies for the people that, that either, I mean, tunies are great, right? Because, you know, we, we start, if you've been to a toonie, we start at the start of the pack and that's like a competitive crew and they've got to get their racing angst out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then everybody else has a social ride, right? And, you just sort of trickle in whenever you want. Yeah, and you always uh, and have a plethora of amazing sponsors too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, and then huge, you know, local and even, you know, larger corporate sponsors out there to host a party at the end. So, I mean, the Toonie sort of is everything for everyone, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, yeah, and then there's the people that want to, you know, quote-unquote give back. And so our trail nights this year have been more popular, so much so that we've had to have a registration and a cap system. Yeah, because that, um, of course, came in with COVID that you had to register, of course. Like, right. But I've noticed that you've kept that this year, but that's just because it could get, uh, yeah, there could be too many people, that kind of thing. Too many people, and, yeah. it, and it just becomes, you know, our trail crew can't manage more than 40 people, right? <laughs> you give 40 people shovels and axes, things can get a little crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and so, yeah, we've had to limit registration on the, on the trail nights just to what we can safely and effectively manage and get the results we need out of it as well. Yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, so I think right now our membership is trending higher than it has the last um, couple of years for sure. Awesome. Uh, and I think it's just because, yeah, people, you know, events drive membership for sure, but mm-hmm. hopefully people are feeling connected to the trails. I mean, we always wonder, you know, what there's a town of 10,000 plus or minus folks, and it's still... It still surprises me that we've never broken 2,000 members. Yeah, wow. wow. You know, it feels like more than 20% of our population rides mm-hmm. the trails in Whistler. I have to. Or walks them or runs them or walks their dogs on them. Well, this you know, is it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it always surprises me that we don't have more members because mm. our funding, and I guess this goes to our funding model a little bit, right? So which you were probably going to ask about anyway, <laughs> you know, our, our fee for service is, is, is our bread and butter. And it's part of a really good relationship with the municipality, mm-hmm. you know, because everybody recognizes obviously the asset and value of all, the, all the, I'll call them multi-use trails in the Valley that Warka maintains. I mean, it's a huge part of the tourism industry. It's a huge part of the local community, you know, huge um, yeah. health satisfaction. And so the municipality has always given us this fee-for-service money, 
but that money is to maintain the existing trail network. Mm-hmm. And that's it, um, which is great because we have, you know, a huge trail network, 100 plus kilometers, you know, a few hundred kilometers of trails that we maintain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's necessary. But, you know, people are always asking about, okay, what about these new trails that, that work is proposing that are starting to fill in the network, all the work in Chequemus, you know, the more focus on, you know, green and blue flowier trails, which Whistler was missing a lot of. Mm. You know, what about the new, we have a naming contest outside for the new um, descent from into the Mystic down into Function. Mm. And we have to tell people, well, all of those trails come out of, they don't come out of fee-for-service. We can't. Yeah. We can't use that money. So new construction needs to be new money. And one of our greatest, you know, uh, income streams should be membership. Totally. Um, so how surprising, because, yeah, like you said, that you're only seeing 20% of the community um, yeah, with memberships. Yeah we're, yeah, we're about, I think Trevor said we're at about 1790 members so far this year, which is great. Mm. Uh, but given that we're going into August, like, will we crack 2000? I don't know. It'd be amazing if this was the year sort of our coming out party again, you know, mm, like, yeah. this is the year we hit 2000 and we might, um, because we are hosting the Canadian national, uh, enduro series, um, national finals, which is super exciting. In, How, in yeah. September. Um, and, and the give back, um, from that series to Warka is that every racer has to buy a Warka membership. Oh, no way. Yeah, so that that you know that should raise us. Let's just notionally say ten thousand dollars, but it will also, you know, hopefully that's a, a bump that gets us to that two thousand. Right, right. Yeah, I have to um, I have to admit, Dale, because I reached out to yourself and uh, and Trevor and Dan there, and because I don't bike, you know, right. um, and I use the Valley Trail and I commute. I'm a I'm a hardcore ski skier and falling on dirt. Everything yeah. like that is just something I've never put myself forward for in the summer. You know? But I do yeah, use your trail. Enough. I do use your trails for hiking. Like how much, you know, uh, have I been on your trails and admired the handiwork? Like you, because you've you've got forty people showing up on a trail night, but your staff, your dedicated yeah. members who are putting in hours and hours of, of volunteer work to to maintain, like you said, hundreds of of kilometers worth of trail, and then build on top of that too, like. Right. Like it surprises me that that's the number mm, of memberships. Yeah, yeah, and we've started. We started last year. We introduced was it last year. I think it was. We introduced a trail runner membership because the trail running population is is a, a growing population, and mm. there, you know, people like you that are, you know, we'll call you multi use athletes, right? You're you're out using the trails now and again because you go for a hike with your friends. Mm-hmm. But trail runners are using the work of trail network no differently than mountain bikers are. Totally. And you can see and, that on trail forks when they're putting in trail runner reports too. Right. Yes. And so, and so the, the, the trail running groups we run Whistler and, and the people that run the, the, the off-road triathlons, mm. they approached us and, and we said, yeah, we should, you know, the membership's really not any different. Mm. Um, it just says, it, it lets you say that as a run, and it, it allows us to track as well that there are runners that are understanding the value of the trail. Yeah, totally. You know, they can still attend all the events and it, like, it's really the same membership, mm-hmm. but I think it's just by, by being able to, to, Hey runners, you can buy a runner membership to show that runners appreciate the trails is really what it's about. Yeah. 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 Huh, amazing. Yeah, we should have a dog walker membership. <laughs> I'll look out. Because <laughs> our, trail, our trail crews always say, like, especially when they're out, you know, they start their day at about 7.30, like mm. our paid trail crew. They start their day at about 7.30, and they say basically between 7.30 and about 10.30. Mm-hmm. And mountain bikers are sleepy people, right? We're not out yet. <laughs> but they're like, it's like the, it, 
the Warka trails are there for dog walkers in the morning. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then that's the thing, multi-users, you know, like yeah. at different times of the day for sure. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So you're working on a, a number of trails. Well, Flashback yeah. in particular, although sure. you've got a break in a couple of trail nights over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Is that, is that a usual thing? Is that due to the heat at this time of year? Or? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So our trail crew basically um, always takes two weeks off a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's always right at this end of July, early August, because often we get into these um, hot periods where everything's just dry and dusty. So mm-hmm. one, you can't really pack dirt. It just doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't stay in place. Uh, and second, sometimes we get into fire bands and fire bands sometimes also lead us to bands on, um, Oh, your uh, equipment, like your, equipment. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, so it's just, it's just become practice that the trail cruise summer vacation is, uh, usually right around now. So end of July mm-hmm. to, to the first week of August. And you've had a, 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 a not obstacles, but out in Chequemus, what with the forestry, uh, it's kick, it upticking, you know, and yeah. there being uh, that being something that you've got to manage this year. A really low snow line. You've got a few things. I know. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know about that. I mean, we we genuinely, sincerely don't know if Lord of the Squirrels is going to open this year. The whole Alpine Network. Wow. Yeah, like right now, it is still unrideable. We finally have just opened, along with the municipality, because the municipality. Um, uh, maintains the climbing trail into the Mystic up into the Alpine mm. there. And then we maintain the trail network going off of that. Right. Um, and so um, we finally just opened less, which is the lower, mm-hmm. um, the lower trail. Um, but it's not the experience of, of getting up into the Alpine. Totally. Totally. So less for a mountain biker, a local mountain biker, or less for a local trail runner is great because it gives them a big, long ride or a big, long run. Mm-hmm. But it's not a trail that gets you up into the Alpine. No, like I, I used to work at a cafe and people would like, not humble brag, but they would be so stoked about doing that trail, heading out right. for that day. Like what yeah. an epic, epic experience that so many people love to do. But I, having just, I did the Ascent Trail this morning up yeah. to Rendezvous and I get to Rendezvous and I'm like, you can still ski the couloir. Like, Absolutely. Like yeah. same looking out on the backside of Symphony. I'm like, is yeah. the High Note Trail going to open? Like this just so right. much snow. Right. So and like, I know the bike park is having that same contemplation with must the, be, top the top of the, of the world. world. Yeah. yeah. Are they going to get it? And by the time they put all that energy and effort into opening it, you know, are they going to open it for a week? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's sort of the same with where we in the municipality are with Lord of the Squirrels. Like right. it takes a lot. It's not like a trail just opens. No. You know, there's going to be deadfall on it. There's going to be um, branches and sticks down. There's going to be washed out, you know, bridges. Like it, it just, that's what winter does. Yeah. You know, so if if we can't get up there, let's say till August nineteenth or twentieth, and then it starts getting snow up there mid September. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we don't know. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Wow. No wow. Yeah, weird year. I feel like, I mean, I've only lived in town for 12 years, but it's been how long? 10 plus years since we've had this much snow in the Alpine, do you think? I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've had, I think it was two or three years ago, we had a really late start. We didn't, I mean, we were like, whoa, Lord of the Squirrels didn't open until, I don't know, August 7th, let's call it. Right. But we're not even there no. right now. No. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But what Yeah, is I it? went and rode the last trail the other day. Oh, yeah. I mean, Yes, the trail is open, but you're still even at that elevation riding along snow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And that means more bugs as that melts, oh, too. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> buggy up there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apocalyptic. I've seen reports. Uh, yeah. 
that would be a good way to put it. <laughs> well, then, well, that's not bad news for the community, but, you know, potential disappointment. It's just the way it is. But we have got the back 40 back, which you must be so excited about. Yeah. So we, well, we had that. We ran it, what, three weeks ago now? Oh, three weeks ago. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, in June, end of June. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was great. It was our first, well, back is one thing. I think it was our well, first first year of really doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the the first year was the first year of COVID. Totally. And so we had to really downscale it and, and sort of really keep it local. And, and we had limited, I think we had limited number, you know, all those rules that yeah. were around COVID and events. Uh, we had no app rate. Um, and this year, yeah, it was it was the real event. We still kept our registration limited to make sure we could run okay. uh, an event of that sort of scale over that much terrain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it went it went amazingly well. Um, and so certainly mm-hmm. it'll be back again next year, and we're going to open it up to you know the idea is to grow it to to be the replacement of the uh, NIMBY fifty. 50. Yeah. Totally, yeah. yeah. Wow. So what? And again, the same thing this year. We had to shorten the third segment of the event because of snow line. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, we've never, ever not been able to ride um, Howler. Right. By the end of June. Yeah. Like, it's, it's always open. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Yeah. What a year. Yeah, so we had, had to shorten it down a little bit, which certainly some people didn't mind, to mm-hmm. be honest. <laughs> not having to go all the way up to Howler. But, <laughs> but so it'll be back next year for sure. Amazing. Um, yeah, and it was well supported, and um, we heard largely positive uh, feedback. So brilliant, brilliant! And you've got um, obviously Toonies are back in a really big way, but you've got yes. such an amazing board of directors. You've got Quinn Lanson, who's going to be working on some more special events as well. So, for if if like you said, this snow line, you know, keeps people from going after that huge alpine day on Lord of the Squirrels. Um, yeah. What else are you really envisioning for the remainder of this biking season? That's going to be big. Yeah, so I mean, I, we've been maybe not surprised. Maybe I've been surprised at how successful our tunies have been this year. Like mm. we're we're well over a hundred people for almost every tunie. So cool, um, which is great. Um, and and Kat, our director, you know, has been working really hard at those. So I think mm. you know we we also go on a bit of a summer and August break for tunies because it's crankworks and it's hot and people are on vacation. And, yeah. Um, but I think our, our, our end tunies of the year will be really, really strong, you know, great courses, good sponsors, um, all of that kind of stuff. Um, it's also been fun to be able to, we all know, um, that Whistler Black Home and Vale had really intense COVID restrictions. Yeah. Uh, and so we weren't allowed to do anything on their, um, property. So, I mean, our last tunie was on, um, the Black Home Trails, which was great to be back there. No doubt. Uh, and I think we'll probably have two more tunies in partnership with them in the fall. Ah. Uh, as, the, as, as that zone, the bike park zone, and everything quiets down a little bit. So I think those always excite people because it's fun to um, race on those trails that you're often not allowed to race on. Totally. <laughs> so I think that'll be good. And then, like I said, we have the um, Canadian National Enduro uh, championships here on, I think it's September 25th, 26th. 25th. Okay. All right. Yeah. And that's organized by that national series, but Warka is there, obviously their, um, core, um, partner. Mm-hmm, of course. Uh, because those people are racing on our trails as well as Whistler Blackcomb again last year. Um, we did it with them as well in a little quieter fashion because of COVID, but this year, um, um, Whistler Blackcomb's back on board as well. 
Awesome. As a partner. So it's just, you know, it's bringing the community back and and that'll be a big event. You Mm. know, it'll, it it will, if it's not already, it will be sold out at at 300 racers. Oh, wow. Wow. And like you said, a great opportunity to get that give back with the, with the memberships too. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And then, and then obviously there's Crankworks. Yeah. Yeah. Which Um, is not a Warka event at all, but so many companies come here um, wanting to support the local trail organization. So we're just in the process of, um, I guess, if you watch over the next week or so, there'll be lots of announcements of um, uh, Crankworks events that are tied to giving back to Warpath. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, Yeah, so there's going to be a huge uh, trail day, Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll be working on a new rebuild of a section of trail near the village that's just being finalized. Uh And that'll be supported by um, Freehub. So, again, good to have them back as in 2018 and 19, we worked with them on these kinds of things. So mm. that's a big, you know, a big mountain bike magazine and lifestyle company. So that'll be great. Rocky Mountain Bicycles is just getting set to launch um, uh, a fundraising raffle for a $10,000 bike. With oh, no way. Going to Warka. Wow. Um, yeah, and, and several other companies are just working with Trevor right now about what they can do for work or give backs during, during crank work. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Because like you said, like it's such a, like, you know, you're seeing such a cross-section at Tooney Rides. You, you have people, and not to use the, the phrase type A, but, you know, competitive people. That's, it's in a lot of our natures to be in this town and be athletic yeah. and competitive. But you have that social aspect, that, yeah. that camaraderie that comes with biking, with skiing, yeah, yeah. I see it. But with biking, you must be just so elated to see yeah. that back. And like Crankworks is such an epiphany of it too. So it's awesome that that's going to come back into the local walker uh scene though that's that's huge yeah and mountain biking is one of those sports where it's you know it's got enough international acclaim but the the athletes are not like rock stars or they're not like hockey players in canada mm. that they're lining up if they're in town they're lining up at the start line with yeah. you and i <laughs> which is pretty amazing right yeah. like our, our, our last toonie happened to be a break in the enduro world series schedule mm-hmm. so a lot of those athletes are home uh and so they race the toonie wow <laughs> you know so you know the the local fast guys and girls were lined up and then all of a sudden like <laughs> some full-on active pros pulled up to the start line they're like oh wow this is real today oh wow yeah you know? and then the, for those that are competitive it was still like at the at the toonie it was like wow we were racing with you know casper woolley from squamish you know? how cool yeah Wow. Wow. I'm just so glad for, for you, the biking community that, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's really come back to, you know, like a post COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. levels. So great. So great. Wow. Um, I, what I really wanted to tie in to, to face off here is with, with Walker being such a huge resource for people, trail forks, where else do you advocate that people, uh, bikers in the community, apart from coming to Toonies, I, I think that might just be the, beg- the best way to kind of get integrated into the community, but, or trail nights. What do you think for people who are newer to town, getting into biking, like what is your kind of not mantra but what's uh, any advice for them on resources where to go what to do first hmm. yeah i mean you sort of you sort of said it there i mean toonies are such a great way for new they members of the community yeah. to get to get involved right mm-hmm. um 
I mean, we've, we've increased our social media presence quite a bit over the last year Mm -hmm. uh, by actually being able to pay for a social media coordinator. So our messaging is more sort of on point and targeted. And hopefully that does get the word out Mm -hmm. uh, about not only about Warka, but about Toonies and events that you can do because, you know, new people are, are often, you know, posting on the internet, where do I find friends to ride with or whatever. Totally. Those are are totally the kind of events to do it. Um, The other one is, is, I do think, um, as I just said, that the work of social media, so our Instagram, our Facebook, have become more, um, more active and more more public. Mm. Um, so not only are we letting people know about events, but I think we're we've become a place where people uh, in the social media world can ask questions. Totally. Yeah, you, you get that, um, yeah, that discourse, right? Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, for, for not being a biker, though, I, I read Dan Raymond's yeah. trail reports trail every week, and then I put those tidbits, paraphrase, on the podcast because yeah. they're so colorful. He does such a great job yeah. of, like, putting in so much into those reports each week. They're, they're honestly a joy to read. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would be great if we could get those out to a broader audience. You yeah. Know, and those are... Those are just, you know, we're we're a small staff, you know, not for profit organization. So you gotta, you know, you try to go mm-hmm. like, oh man, well, I'd love to do that, or we'd love to do that, but the resources just, you know, eventually hit a, hit a finite amount, right? Yeah. You know, if we could have somebody writing an article, you know, a, a regular weekly column in the peak, that would be amazing. I would. That would. Wow. You know, yeah. rather than a paid advertise piece, which we obviously can't afford. Totally. Um, and, 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 you know, advertising is one thing, but advertising is advertising, whereas if it's a column, it's, it's more storytelling. You're, yeah. You're doing a voice. Ah, well, put the feelers out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, just that, just that outreach, right? And just getting people to understand we've still got to get past that feeling that memberships are for events. Right, exactly. Right? Memberships are for the trails. Totally. So even if you never, ever, ever want to do a toonie or show up to a trail night, that's fine. Who cares? Mm. You know, but if you're using the trails, absolutely, you should want to be a member because, you know, we, we have, you know, as a not-for-profit, we have incredibly low overhead. So a lot of the money that we generate really actually goes back into the trails. Obviously, yeah. we have to pay some staff. We have to buy insurance. Mm. But outside of those really basic operational parameters, mm. we put a lot of the income we make into the trails. Oh, yeah, which is where, yeah. Um, oh, and, and, and it shows, it really shows. <laughs> yeah, right, yes. Yeah. Dale, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you today. Okay. Seriously, thank you so much for yeah. imparting all of that. Like, uh, really appreciate it. Look yeah. forward to popping in on the podcast. And uh, I'd never say never to ne- being in a Toonie ride. I'll make sure I say hi if it ever happens. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, I've met a few people this year that have gone out for their first time. I have one um, friend who's a, a climber. And he, you know, used to ride BMX when he lived in Ontario, and he finally this year bought a mountain bike. Oh, sweet! Um, and then he started showing up to the Toonies, and now he's like, without fail, he's at every Toonie. He's like, these are the best, and he still doesn't know anyone. He just, oh, he, no way! Comes out and rides. He's like, I always settle in with a group of people, and we chat the whole time. And brilliant! That's yeah. what it's about, right? That's exactly what it's about. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I'm almost convinced. I'm almost convinced yeah, to spend right. thousands of dollars on a bike. <laughs> well, that's the problem. I know. Yeah. Oh, thanks so much. It's been an absolute right. pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, have a wonderful day. You too. Cheers. Bye. Bye.
The Whistle Pulse podcast is here for you every Tuesday and Friday morning in the summer at around 8.15ish and is sponsored by Stinkies on the Stroll. Strolling down for all your hunger, thirst, sporting and apres needs.